Thomas, how's it going? Yeah, good, thank you. How about you? Very good. That was a bit squeaky bum time, wasn't it, at the end? It was unnecessarily nervous. Yeah, we we did the same as kind of what we did last week, really. We kind of brought it on ourselves a little bit. As Gary Neville calls it on Sky, the red wall came on in Casemiro, Fred and McTominay and... Just Is that it? The red wall. That's what, he call, <laughs> yeah. that's what he calls it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, I know. Just try and close out the game. But yeah. uh, I mean, United had chances at the end. Fred head on the post, a few breakaways. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's one that it's, I guess the overriding sense of that game is United were superior, couldn't create enough or take enough half chances, and then retreated in the last 15 minutes mm-hmm. and, and let West Ham really get back in it. And, and But for Dave and a couple of really top stops, it, it could have been a different story. Yeah, we were just sloppy throughout today. And we were kind of as, as, as good as we were last week against Chelsea in that first half. We were almost as bad, in, especially in that first half. Like building from the back was a real problem. And I, I guess you can't put that entirely down to Maguire. But oh, come on, was, we can. <laughs> no. we, okay, we can. But, <laughs> <A little bit. laughs> but he, was, he was very shaky in that first half. Just in possession, didn't look composed on the ball. He got better in the second half he made that incredible block to well save us the the win at the end but and I think he looked better when we when we actually retreated and like Gary Neville said the red wall came on and we retreated into that deep block he became better surprise surprise because we know that's when he's at his best that's him. but it's yep. just yep. when on the front foot he just he he struggles and and I guess as we saw that today and I think it hampered our our build-up and yeah, overall sloppiness. It wasn't all down to him, but I think he was a contributing factor. Yeah, and then going forward, it's all just a bit messy, isn't it? I mean, mm. Ronaldo's like not the player he was, obviously, and Marcus is erratic, mm-hmm. and Alango's probably not very good. Yeah, so, and Bruno's given the ball away, and Casemiro gave the ball away a couple of times. Mm. It, it I think just felt a bit loose. Yeah, it's, I think when we've kind of had our our team lately, when we've been playing well, we've had the the team is is, is almost set week in week out, and we a couple of players drop in, and and it kind of it's okay. But today there was a, or maybe a few too many changes, obviously forced upon Ten Hag with the illnesses and uh, the injuries, and but Alanga and Ronaldo. It felt like we were just carrying those two in particular. Yeah. Like I say, Maguire wasn't particularly great either, but those two just look way off it for differing reasons. Like Ronaldo, I said on Twitter, he looks like almost like Emmanuel Dennis at the moment. He just so slop, so sloppy on the ball in possession, and then like even when he has chances, he's just slashing at them like he's like he's not a goal scorer. It's, his whole yeah. game is just so off it. And then Alanga, like you say. He's kind of he's, he started okay this season, I think. But then since going out the team and Anthony coming back, every time he's kind of played, he's just looked yeah a little bit. Well, he hasn't almost started out of his for depth. ages. Yeah, no. Ronaldo. He had the near the end. He had the header. He just didn't get up for, and you feel like the Ronaldo of old would mm. would have made that header. Who knows whether he scores? Still a difficult chance, but. It's all about the core, isn't it? Being able to jump that high, and he mm-hmm. famously does a hundred crunches a day. Yeah, I, I like when you get in when you get past your mid thirties doing the crunches. Doing I don't know. Maybe maybe he's know. still getting to a hundred, but not the intensity. 
You've got to have that intensity. You've got to have that intensity. Plus, it just gets a bit loose around there, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. For, it does. for your normal humans, it does. Not yeah. me, obviously. And me, no, that's me, true. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and then the one where, as you say, he slashed at it with his left foot. Mm. And that's the, that's the time when you kind of feel that's, that's Ronaldo, right? It's the composure there to take that chance he's the ultimate clutch player anyway he just yeah it does it doesn't happen anymore and and marcus just very erratic i mean great header mm-hmm. where's that come from he scored a couple of headers recently no he's had those, he had the one in the first half just before that as maybe it was 10 or 15 right, minutes before that where he looked like exactly the same it's like he's like he's almost like taken that skill from ronaldo a bit like they did in space jam in the first one where they took the powers from <laughs> yeah. from him and then he's he's developed the heading technique and then you see ronaldo at the end and that was like a rashford header it's really weird i've never seen i've never seen him head the ball that powerfully before and he did i know like twice in 15 minutes it's we've scored a whole bunch of headed goals recently as well i, I don't know whether it's a pattern uh, or just just benny yeah. mccarthy Benny McCarthy, you great. Benny McCarthy. Benny McCarthy yeah. was a great in the air. He, I, he scored that amazing goal against United in the in the first leg when they knocked us out in the year they won the Champions Maybe League. Maybe that's the answer. <laughs> if only you could teach them how to finish. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sixteen Just, shots for United today, three on target, which kind of tells you a little a little bit of the story of of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ten Hag was asked before the game, or maybe it was after the midweek game, whether he's worried about. The, how few goals United have scored. I mean, we're on plus one goal difference. <laughs> Obviously, some of that's caused by the City game, but mm-hmm. but it, it, it's, yeah, with something like 20, 20 goals behind City, which is a lot. And and it is the story of United. And you just wonder whether if, if the club went out and spent some more money, more money mm-hmm. on a forward or had done in the summer an actual goal scoring forward, how much of a difference it might have made. It's difficult though, isn't it? Because there aren't that many number nines around at the moment. I mean, we've been linked to Jonathan David, who's done, I think he's second top goal scorer in the in Ligue 1 or third Ligue 1, top goal yeah. scorer in, at the moment. But I adapt to the But Canadians, I mean, can we, can we really, <sighs> really? I mean, we've had one of those before and it didn't quite work out, did it? So. No, not quite. And then you see Darwin Nunez, who obviously Liverpool paid 80 million for. And I think we've got enough light, like, quite well there not signing him talking about erratic yeah exactly yeah so I think it's difficult for us to just go and say oh yeah well we we should have got him or we could have got him because yeah it's it's difficult to find someone but it yeah it, it would help this team immeasurably if we did have a goal scorer but I think today it was kind of everything really a little bit of everything was lacking we just we just weren't at it in so many different scenarios and, and departments that you can't really put it down to a certain thing. And you look at kind of who performed best today. I mean, Rashford got man of the match on Sky, I think maybe for his work rate more than anything. Yeah. He, he did work hard and obviously his head, he took it brilliantly. But Martinez was great, but a oh, defender, yeah. Dallow was great at the back post. With how, his many, how many headers did Dallow win today? He was great, like defensively, and you think of those two complete standouts, and that's just for their defensive ability. Yeah. Martin, ever, of course, obviously brought his, his, his usual brilliance in in possession. I can remember there was that particular one where he played through to Ronaldo, like he was a centre midfielder. I don't know what Ronaldo did with it; probably wasted it. But yeah, those two standing out uh, 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 in a, 
very disjointed performance, I think. Yeah. Defensively, I thought United were pretty good. Just a mm. couple of moments. I mean, Harry got caught on the turn just the once. Yeah. And, uh, and well, it was close to being a foul. Not quite. Bowen went down quite easily. And Maguire just stuck his big bum out, didn't he? Yeah, a bit clumsy as usual. As usual. But most of it was was... I mean, the, especially the kind of deep defending they had to do at times in the second half, it was all pretty good. Dallo, probably the most improved player at United this mm, season. I, I mean, really? close to it. He, he really is looking very competent. Mm. I mean, you'd like someone who gave even more, but the the thing that used to happen to him is he got caught out of, out of position. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't... The fact that he's making so many headers, he's in the right place. Yeah. Uh, and uh, doing the right thing, watching his back post, watching who's coming behind him as well. Mm-hmm. So 24 games in a row he started. Wow. He is United's only right back, I guess, because mm. Aaron Wan-Bissaka is, uh, I don't know what's happened to him. Has anyone actually seen him alive recently? We're sure he still mm. exists. Yeah, it's a bit suspicious. Yeah. It is. So defensively, pretty good. Obviously, a couple of big chances at the end, but long-range shots, and mm-hmm. they've saved them both. You'd kind of expect him to save. That's where he's good. Yeah. So and you know and and clearly not not the greatest performance we've seen. Not as good as a, the win over Spurs a couple of weeks ago. No way. Uh, yeah. Or even that first half against Chelsea. But they dug in. They got the win. It meant a lot to them at the end. They were mm-hmm. celebrating that win, and rightly so. A lot of them went over to to Dave to to congratulate him. And it's yeah, you know, United played the game less than and then who is it? Newcastle and Spurs. Yep. Twenty three points, just the one win off Spurs. So you know, in in a pretty good position coming into the the break, nearly into the break, a couple of games before that. Mm-hmm. It's it's a big result. I think uh, I think like you say all the players celebrating at the end. I think I, I've spoken about this before on the show, but I, I love that, that intensity when, when defending. And like you say, everyone kind of came together. And I guess the reason why is because there was seven players who were basically defensive minded and they all just love digging in and getting in that low block and, and celebrating tackles, celebrating clearances, celebrating De Gea making a two world-class saves. And I, I also love that from Dallow as well. Like, like you say, he's improved so much going forward and and defending i think i think both have have really come on a little bit uh, i still think that attacking there's so much more that we could have from a right back but he he has done well and i think even on the he picked the ball up on the left wing at one point and beat his man and played in a nice nice, nice cross but it's it's his personality which i just i think it's infectious in the same way yeah. martinez is, is infectious the way he just celebrates like everything I just I like that, and I don't I don't like this kind of English mentality where you get with with Maguire and Shaw. It's like, yeah, it's my job. I should be doing this, and I don't and I just do it, and then that's it. Whereas, like, I don't know, it puts you on edge. It, it makes you excited to actually make do the right thing. And he's well respected in the dressing room as well, apparently. Mm. And I'm not surprised uh, at all. Yeah, I think I think he's just got a strong personality. People like him. And, and and he's he's gone the tough way. I mean, he's had to go out on loan. Mm-hmm. He well, hasn't been f- four years at United now, and and it's the first time he's really been first choice. Uh, he's still young. Yeah. His yeah, I mean, look, his you look at the data, and the data is all pretty good, right? So passes, past completion, progressive passes, attacking touches, like it's all pretty good. The defensive side of it's all in the upper upper. 75th percentile sort of thing 
it's the actual output. The mm. assists are not really coming. It's not all his fault, but it's certainly something. And if you, if you look at contemporaries at right back, and well, let's be unfair and compare him to <laughs> Reese James and Trent mm. Alexander-Arnold and some of the better attacking mm. fullbacks, and he's not quite up there. No. But from where he came from, it's pretty good. Yeah, and and with if you were to compare him to Trent Alexander-Arnold, obviously you get the output going forward, but then you lose so much going backwards. Whereas Dallow's kind of just seven out of ten at both, and and that's yeah. kind of fine for where we are currently. I think if we want to go and challenge the league, I don't think someone like like a Dallow playing every single week is going to cut it because to somewhat to to tra- take down City, like I mean, he's not going to get in City's team, is he? And and he's just not quite good enough for that top level. But for where we are right now, I think he's perfect. And and his personality is such a huge, huge benefit, benefit, benefit as well. Like you compare that to Aaron Wambasaka, who just kind of head down, gets on with his job in the same way Maguire and Shaw do. It's just night and day. And yeah, it's, it's infectious as well. Yeah, there's been some talk this week of United you know, making bid for Jeremy Fringpong, who's like, oh, it's like, he's the, the opposite, right? Mm. He, he, all his attacking metrics are great and his defensive ones are terrible. And, I, you know, I haven't seen him a lot for Leverkusen this season. I, I Unfortunately, we talked about it before, I fortunately have access to like every league on the planet these days, <laughs> so but it's impossible. But it'd be interesting if United did do a deal there. They clearly need another right-back if wan is is sleeping with the fishes yeah. these days. He would be a very different kind of very attacking and, fullback. And that's kind of what we need though, isn't it? Because we've got one, like I say, who, who's solid at both, who can who's like can be favoured in the big games when we when he does need to defend a bit more. But when we are playing teams where we need to unlock defences, having someone who is a lot more, who's going to provide more output in the final third and is a little bit more dynamic, quicker, better at crossing we do need that option to just kind of mix it up a little bit. That's what we always kind of had in the past where we could just mix up those right backs a little bit. And it's what the best teams do. Like fullback is such an important position these days and and more so and more so that we, we do need an attacking threat from that at at some point. And Shaw's not quite at that level either on the left. Like our two fullbacks of we've, and I don't know if Malassia is going to be, he seems like a bit of an all-rounder as well. Like we don't have so, that yeah. kind of yeah that that Andy Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold like Liverpool do, and you can see how much output you can get from fullbacks if you if you play them properly. Yeah, that'll be an upgrade for another day, I imagine. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we're coming towards the end of this part of the uh, of the season. It's like a what do they call it in Argentina? The Clausera. Clausera, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Apertura is the first part, and the class era is the second part. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Look at us, football, football nerds. (laughs) I was watching the Copa (laughs) Libertadores last night, but that is Uh, yeah, both Brazilians, weren't they? Bella in that team that won. Yeah, former United player. Yeah, yeah, for about two seconds or whatever. Yeah, a couple of nice games at the start, didn't he? A couple of nice assists. You're like, wow, this guy's good, and then he never played again. Or he played like a Europa League game and was bad. That was... I was I was just chatting to someone today. He's he's like randomly. He was like, "Whatever happened to Ezekiel Fryers?" I was like, 
You know what? I'm not sure. Remember left back? Yeah, and there was yeah, that yeah. Big tug of war over, yeah. over him. With Tottenham. With us and Tottenham. Yeah, he yeah. went via, via Belgium for about three games, didn't he? And yeah. He's, he's playing in the, uh, he's playing for Macclesfield in the Northern Premier League West. So wow. Division eight. Basically wow. Level eight. Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't realize he was at that level. That's incredible. Yeah, that's a, that's a career gone wrong somewhere. I didn't dig into why. But anyway, a div- div- diversion onto fullbacks. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it can it can all go wrong, lads. Knuckle down. Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's what I think about my career too. If only I'd concentrated, I could have made it. Well, that's it. Yeah, I think everyone thinks the same thing. Yeah, mm. I might have made it to Northwest Premier League Division Eight. No, I didn't. I wasn't anywhere near that good. Of terrible. I, I I used to think that I was a good player, and then I played against players from about ninth or eighth tier, and then I see how good they are, and you're like, oh my god, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm crap. <laughs> These players are not. They're actually they're actually going somewhere, mm-hmm. aren't they? United at the moment, and I, I saw Marcus Rashford gave an interview in midweek in which he was uh, praising Ten Hag for for you know what an inspiration he is said it's hard work but it's a joy working with mm-hmm. him so feels like feels like there's some good stuff i mean of course if he's asked he's going to say good stuff but we're not even getting the leaks at the moment that no. used to happen the oh. stories and and rashford said the same after the game today i think he was asked you seem to be playing with a lot more confidence at the moment he and he put that down down to the the environment that ten Hag has has fostered that he feels a lot more freer. There's a there's a buzz around the camp at the moment, and he just looks like a different man. And there was there was certain sloppiness to his game today, but almost like the ferocity he met that header with it just wouldn't have happened yeah. last season. And he lo- he looks confident to to beat a man and take a shot on, and he just he, he's it's amazing to see him with a smile on his face and just enjoying his football again. And and I think that just just look throughout the whole team they there is this really really positive atmosphere which is is like it's is really impressive how it's happened so quickly actually with also developing a, a new style of football which like today yeah it, it 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 was not on not very apparent that that style and i think again like i say i think a lot of that is to do with especially ronaldo and alanga being so sloppy and looking almost like tactically inept but we've come on considerably and we're just going to improve and improve like there's no there's there's no doubt in my head about that like we've improved a lot in so many different areas in three months less than yeah three months. that's right he seems like the man and i mean I, I i think i think it was dan had said look United aren't haven't got Klopp or Guardiola, but go out and get the next best man mm-hmm. and just like, get it right. <laughs> and and it sounds simple, doesn't it? But for the last ten years, mm-hmm. we've been getting it wrong. Basically, well, you think to yeah. I, I see us watching West Ham today and thinking that that man on the, the touchline used to be our manager, <sighs> and you think, what the hell are we thinking? And now you get someone like Ten Hag who's so sure of himself, which. <laughs> And I know Mourinho was very sure of himself, and Ten Hag was, uh, and Van Hal was very sure of himself. But there seems to be just a, a steel, a steel about him, and a a modern, a modernity. Like there's, whereas the yeah. other two were kind of relics of the past, and Moyes was just not sure of himself, the most insecure man, football man you can ever 
dream of appointing. Whereas, yeah, Ten Hag just seems so different and it's lovely. He, he, he's clearly competent because he, he seems to be making the right decisions, not only typically with personnel. I mean, got the City game wrong, but that's mm. really it. Mm. And he plays are improving under him. There's a clarity about how United want to play. The the pressing and the pressing and the pressure stats are, are like through the roof compared to the mm-hmm. first few games of the season. Like you can see the vision. Yeah. And he's getting players and mostly it's round pegs in round holes as well. And he's getting players to perform the way he wants. You can see something happening there. Pep Guardiola even said this week. I have a feeling United are back, which, you know, I, I, I'm not sure I actually want him to say stuff like that. And because I, and you don't always know whether he's entirely sincere with that kind of thing. And it's definitely not in good faith, <laughs> but still it's one evidence point. Mm-hmm. And so you just feel confidence. And I do wonder, not that everything's about the transfer market and United already blew, blew their budget for the summer, whether they won't look at the table and go, Hey, Hey lads, there's a, there's an opportunity here. I know there aren't a whole bunch of world-class number nines available just to go get. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's impossible. And mm-hmm. I don't have a name for you. But, you know, there's just the, the opportunity there to go, look, there's just a little bit missing here. Mm-hmm. If United just score a few more goals, placing a, like, the, the top two might be the top two by the end of the season. Arsenal seem to not be dropping points, but still they've got a very good injury record. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder, a couple of key players and it all changes. So it's really, really open. Yeah. I'd say the level and quality between Arsenal, Spurs, United, Chelsea, I guess Liverpool, although, you know, hey, we can talk about them. <laughs> There's not much, is there? And and so it's open for United to to take on those top spots. Feels like we're going in the right direction. Just a couple of missing pieces. Would the club gamble? Yeah, I think I think it's an interesting question. I also think that the signings of Martinez and Anthony are looking even more shrewd at the moment. Like in terms of not just what they bring on the pitch, but their personality, and also because they are Ten Hag lads, bringing those two guys in, they were so. Who have such a a strong personality, and who obviously buy into what Ten Hag does. I think that also fosters a really good environment. So it kind of shows to the other people coming in, especially someone like Martinez, who's so so good. If this guy's trusting in the manager, we're going to go along with the ride as well. And 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 the same with Anthony. And Anthony's getting better each week. I think those two signings are great. I think a number nine would be. I think. It's interesting, like I say, it's, it's hard to find someone who who is going to just come in and, and and bag the goals. But it's almost at the point right now that no one can be worse than what we have. Like Martial is always injured. Ronaldo is yeah. nothing. Alanga yeah. is next to nothing at the moment. If we can get something like a really shrewd piece of business, like someone who's fallen out with with a manager somewhere and we can just get him in for like 10 or 15 million to the end of the season, or we can get a loan signing in like something that Juventus always are great at just signing like, like a player who's, I don't know, upset or something, just, just getting someone in for a six months, like a, like a good version of an Agalo signing that we got that time. Sure. Or like Henrik Larsson or something like that. 
like just for for it to tide us over till we get a proper signing next summer, it, it would it really could propel us because, like you say, Tottenham are stumbling through every game at the moment. They really don't look very good. They were. I mean, it's Conte ball, isn't it? I mean, he has to. It really is. How, yeah. how long can they? Yeah. How long can they get away with it? I don't know. Liverpool are just bereft at the moment. It was hilarious watching them yesterday. Arsenal. I don't. I don't. I don't see them keeping it up that much longer. I think. I think genuinely, a second place is is up for grabs. Like even yeah. even City weren't very. I, good I'm at the waiting weekend. for Arsenal to. No, City weren't very good this weekend. I'm really waiting for Arsenal to blow up. And then because each week I think, yeah, this could be the one. This could be the one. And I mean, they lost in the Europa League midweek, although. I think they're okay, aren't they? So they're clearly thinking about the weekend and, and then they put five past Forest. So Yeah, Forest. I mean, they beat Liverpool last weekend, but they're not very good. And and Arsenal Liverpool drew... aren't. No, uh, no, uh, neither are Forest no, either. No, no. So... And Arsenal drew to Southampton last week. And then That's the true. week before, I think, where they played Leeds, where they were really lucky to win that one. And yeah. Bamford missed a penalty. I, I don't know. I was saying to my Arsenal mate that Arsenal have fallen apart and then obviously they beat Forest 5-0. But like I say, Forest are not very good. I'm I'm waiting for it to happen. It's I feel like they will arsenal it up at some point. But anyway, like the point being, it, it is super open. I I mean the the dark horse, in many ways, is Newcastle, mm. and and you wonder whether their owners might gamble. Mm. I think they have some FFP headroom. They I mean, if that even exists anymore. <laughs> I mean, the Premier League one sort of does, but you can you can roll it over for three years basically. So. Would they gamble? I mean, they've got Isaac to come back. He won't be going to the World Cup. He's good forward. Wilson's scoring goals and staying fit at the moment. But they could spend money and gamble on a place in the top four, accelerate their their sport-washing goals somewhat. So anyway, you see, yeah, super tight. Could be really, really tight. Yeah, their squad is very light, though. And when the games start, is, to, yeah. start to ramp up, I mean, they're already ramping at the moment. But yeah, you would think that they will drop off a little bit like they did in that Pardew time where they, somehow they just kept going, almost getting fourth place with Cissé and Demabar. But they've, there's a real good feel factor at that club at the moment, unfortunately. And they've been riding the crest of the wave, haven't they, Since ever since the Saudis came in. I know they spent a lot of money, but they are playing some good football. And yeah... They, I think they are. I feel, I feel like I say it every week. I, I don't. I don't want to praise them at all. I hate them, especially Eddie Howe. I mean, he's just fully in, fully mm. tone deaf. Yeah, in on that. Oh, it's just hard work. Yeah, of course it's just yeah, hard work. Yeah, and lads. all the money. I mean, I mean, I get. I guess he doesn't want to have a call from the embassy, right? Could you just visit the embassy, <laughs> and talk, talk about your performance? Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he if he just came out and said. I saw an opportunity. It was the last opportunity I was ever going to get a big club after failing at Bournemouth. Well, I mean, I did a very good job at Bournemouth, but towards the end, it was kind of stuttering a little bit. And you, yeah. you just took a you took relegated, a, so yeah. you took a chance. You, you saw an opportunity. It was your last opportunity, and that's it, mate. You, you can't. You don't have to like pretend that you don't know anything about geopolitics to yeah to bluff your way to pretending that you. Oh, I don't know anything. I didn't know Saudi Arabia were bad guys. <laughs> yeah, all right, mate. I hate Newcastle. I've always hated Newcastle since I growing up. Obviously, I'm a '90s kid, so growing up and Newcastle were one of our big rivals very early on. And and one of my happiest yeah. memories as a kid was seeing Alan Shearer clapping us when we won the FA Cup against them in '99. And I've always hated them, and I always will hate them. And I hate them even more now that they're under this Saudi regime. 
it's yeah good Jim. good good few reasons to hate them i mean Get i'm just getting it all it's, out it's, i'm sorry just getting it all out the the fans are interesting because they act sort of entitled mm-hmm. but this is a club that's won like nothing. nothing i mean i know there's a lot of them uh but historically they've won like nothing <laughs> ever like one trophy or whatever it was and they won the, 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 the fairs cup as well after that and they beat a hungarian team right. in the final i think they still won about that right <laughs> They're still talking about that. Yeah, in Hungary, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to, as far as we're robbed. V- Victor Orban. <laughs> yeah, trying to trying to get it back. This is for the 1956 yeah. Fairs Cup final. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Uh, all right, talking about geopolitics. What do you know about the Basque Country and Real Sociedad? I was supposed to go there during the Euros, but it, before the right. before the COVID, and they shifted it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. It looks lovely. I've never been. I don't. Sp- Be- beautiful part of the world. Don't speak I think Basque. I said it on this pod. Every time we play Real Sociedad, it's mm. uh, San Sebastian's just a lovely, lovely town. Yeah, really, it really nice. does. It's look got beautiful. such a nice vibe to it. Yeah. So a bunch of pissed up Reds hanging around the town squares will just be perfect. Yeah, yeah. very interesting. I've, I don't speak Basque, so I, I can't help you out there. Neither do no. I. I barely speak any Spanish. I can order a beer and. I know. I, I don't know. La I, I Quenta, can probably, por favor. I can probably say. Yeah, I do. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's for La Quenta. And... That's, all, that's all you need to do when you're in a bar. Tres cervezas. Yeah, exactly. For me. Yeah. I can say a few swear words and, and all of that. So, all good. But yeah, so, so I see a dad who've won five out of five in, in the Europa League this season. They play today, I believe. May even be, as we're recording, in an hour's time. They're playing Betis in an hour. So, good team. They they were they were very good at Old Trafford. Mm-hmm. We were not very good. I'm not sure what the balance of that was, but it's going to be a tough game. United have to score twice mm. in order to top the group, which would be nice. I mean, it's definitely doable. Like Sossi that are doing pretty well in the league this season, but we've seen from fourth. Yeah, we've seen from the Champions League that La Liga is nowhere near as as strong as well. We I think we all know that anyway, but we've seen from the Champions League further proof of that with Atletico Madrid and Barcelona both going out in the group stages and. Like Sociedad, they're a fine team, but they're not as good as United can be. And we can easily go over there and and do them. They're they're going to be massively up for it because it's the Europa League is huge for for Spanish teams and especially a, a team like Sociedad who are going to be taking it super seriously. It's a huge game for them. It's a huge game for us as well. But I think that that balance might. I think I think motivation is going to be a factor, and it's going to be a yeah. Pretty hostile environment, I think, as well. Um, well, Anoeta is a great ground, mm. yeah. And they, they had won four in a row until last weekend when they lost. Oh, yeah, so this is a this is a team that's that's playing well. Yeah, you look at the squad and it's just a whole bunch of yeah, okay. Oyarzabal's a good player. Saul Loth's a good player. Obviously, David Silva towards the end of his career. They've got they've got plenty of decent players. But I imagine like the top earner, apart from David Silver, is is like earns like half of what Phil Jones does. Yeah. So it's uh, they're overperforming. I think it's always the case for like Spanish teams in the Europa League. You see, you, you see their teams, and it's I guess f- full, filled with just Spanish players. And I, I guess Spain have got so much depth and quality, and that a lot of their players play a similar way that they always just do perform in in in, in the Europa League. Maybe. Maybe they've dropped off a little bit at the top top end of the Champions League this season, but like you see it with Sevilla, you see it with Villarreal, like Sosia that as well. Bill Bow in the past, like they're they're always competitive despite 
like you're looking at their team and you're like, okay, that guy didn't make it over there. Like they've got Ira Mendy who didn't make it at Real Madrid. They've got an aging yeah. David Silva, but they always just work as a team. It's a, it's a bit like Bundesliga teams as well. They usually kind of look at it, and but they're so much of it is just having a team, isn't it, that works well together. And they usually do Spanish teams. And they, and they also yeah. take the Europa League super seriously. Yeah, well, that's right. And uh, I mean, it was always the case with the old UEFA Cup as mm. well. It seems to be taken more seriously by non-Premier League teams than I think that, non-English I feel teams. Like that, that's really changing over recent years. Maybe it's the fact that like there's a lot more international players in the league. I mean, they've always been international players in the league, but I, I, I guess maybe just a quest for, for trophies, which have become a lot harder yeah. to come by. Arsenal are taking it very seriously this season. United have... West Ham made semis last yeah, season. Yeah. yeah, even Leicester made the semis of the the Conference League. Like United have taken it really seriously this year, playing our best team in strong team pretty much like every, every side. Yeah. It'll be a strong team on Thursday mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I don't. I, I wonder whether, just given the the nature, we might not have so much possession. Whether Sancho will come back into it. I know his form's not very good at the moment, but you still, if you look, if you look at the the attacking data on the shot creating actions and key passes and stuff. He's right up there with Bruno. Mm. You know, he creates for United, even if it doesn't feel like his performances have been very good. So I do wonder whether he'll come back into it. Apart from that, I don't see too many changes happening. I know Molassi has been playing all the Europa League games, so he may well come back in at left back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, Alanga's not going to play again after after today's performance. I doubt it, yeah. And you, yeah, you wonder how far Sancho has really dropped for him to to play Alanga today. Maybe he's just given him a chance after not playing him for a while. I mean, is Garnacho going to get minutes again next week? Like he was, he was I don't know. I mean, he was super exciting at Old Trafford. Yeah, yeah. he really was. You, you want him in the side, yeah. I, I don't know about the defensive side of his game yet because he's not really been, we haven't seen, I mean, he plays as a kind of floating forward for the, the under-23s yeah. and the academy side. And so, yeah, it may well be Ten Hag seen something in in training that he's not quite sure about yet, mm-hmm. but that man, so much talent and confidence. Yeah, and even if it's just like the last twenty five minutes, if we need a goal, like he's going to really bring something off the bench in that game. I think a lot more than someone like Elanga can. And at this po- at this yeah. point, oh, I feel like his ceiling's quite a bit. Yeah, higher. I think it's night and day, and I think even at, like, even more than Ronaldo can at this point as well. Like, I mean, I say even more. I, I, I'm, I'm talking like Ronaldo past Ronaldo like present Ronaldo is just bringing nothing at the moment like he just brought nothing today pretty much and yeah Garnacho, oh man it was super exciting I think we spoke about this before like his contract being up next summer and there's talks yeah. now that it, it, that contract is potentially being sorted and I hope we do so, saw that soon because it feels like a potential Pogba in the making if we don't get that sorted yeah yeah, it does. And uh, he's got a couple of months before he can sign a contract elsewhere. I mean, there would be a fee involved because of his age, but it's going to be minimal. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, you know, I need to get that sorted. They've got a few to think about. I mean, obviously, they lost a lot of players last summer on freebies. So Dave as well, they've got to decide whether he's going to get another contract or not. It's not as clear. I mean, Garnacho clearly has earned another contract. He needs one. So the level will be interesting. But yeah, Dave's an interesting question. I mean, obviously, the two really crucial saves mm. today. And he actually came off his line and cleared yeah, one, no, didn't he? Yeah. Through ball. I think he's been doing that a little bit. Got nosebleed and pulled a hamstring. <laughs> he's <laughs> but... been doing that a little bit more. I mean, like, 
one every three games or so, but that is like better than yeah. one every thirty eight. But then you, you watch Edison mm. at City, and he's he's the he's the extra man basically. He's just so comfortable. It, it is really difficult because you see like today, and he makes yeah t- two at least world class saves. Maybe if he lets either of them in, you might be a little bit disappointed. But you look to someone like Henderson. I don't think Henderson probably saves either of them, and you think. Yeah, but you are such a, a letdown in so many ways. Like you say, coming off his line, playing with the ball at his feet, crosses. But is there a goalkeeper out there who the Glazers are just going to sp- spread spunk loads of money on? I don't know. Yeah, it's, I don't it's, know. Yeah, it's I really don't know. difficult because it feels like it's such a crucial part to the build-up of the team and the way that we can play defensively. But then you see today that he saves us again. And is there a keeper out there? Oh, I don't know. It's, it's really, really difficult. With the reflexes, I don't know. I mean, I'll talk again about Diogo Costa at, at Porto. Mm. I mean, partly because he just keeps saving penalties. I think he saved four in a row <laughs> or something like that. So, which which I don't think Dave saved four penalties in Probably his life. Probably not. Probably, I don't know. He, he might have done, but it <laughs> seems unlikely. So... Yeah, I mean, well, there's there's fewer things to fix, obviously, mm. in the squad yep. right now because pretty much everyone that came in in the summer has worked out, mm. and that's very unusual. Amazing, <laughs> very un- amazing. Yeah, I mean, Casemiro probably not his best game today, but I think he's shown his quality mm. already. He's, he just brings balance to the side, and and Martinez just yeah, excellent. Yeah. No one's talking about his height. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I, I did like the he, he had that right at the end he had that running battle with Antonio and he did get bumped off the ball. I'm going to say almost everyone would get bumped off the ball. Oh yeah, like having a shoulder to shoulder with uh, Michael mm. Antonio because he's a yes. unit. <laughs> so, he uses his weight so um, well as well. He's just such a bustler. He really does. He does. But yeah, it's like new signings are all worked out. Which maybe maybe that'll give them confidence. Maybe that was luck because Ten Hag knew all these players. Uh, uh, maybe maybe the new the new system with Murta and Andy O'Brien. I can just imagine also plus Ten Hag. I can maybe. just imagine Ten Hag being such a a force in the in the boardroom though when he's kind of demanding a certain player. Like, and his stock's never been exactly, higher. Right? Like you, you look like, at like that until he starts winning trophies, it only yeah, goes down from yeah. here. You see, you <laughs> so, see, like what we did he did with Anthony like just went all out on a limb to to sign him for such yeah. a, a, a a huge figure and like I say I've had reservations about Anthony but he seems to be getting better and I can see what he's going to bring to this team but him going out on a limb to do that I almost feel like he would have bullied them in the boardroom to to get that over the line and he can just go yeah this is this is what this has worked this has worked this has worked and I just imagine like our oh, clowns just like quivering at the sight of his steeliness and yeah well the glazers should be looking at their capital the 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 stock price and going well you know what it does react a little bit to united's financial performance united's financial performance is very well tied in to the the performance on the pitch and the participation in the champions league missing out on the champions league again is going to be a big financial Mm -hmm. hit even more next year because it would be a double miss and, and so it's worth spending the money, not just because of the profit and loss account, but because the the the, the price of the club on the stock exchange goes mm-hmm. up. 
and <laughs> which is a rare, rare occurrence <laughs> in the years since United were floated. Um, anyway, I don't know. Glazers never seem to be that strategic. No. Uh, but at least yeah. we so have to take their twenty million a year and as pocket money and like hang around in their various different offices. I mean, they, none of them, they don't seem to like each other as well because they're all over the yeah. country. But so. at least we have a manager who seems to be very strategic and very smart. And he's got and, a plan. Yeah. And and there was, I, I said it before the season where I, I felt like we needed a manager who would be all consuming, almost like a Fergie in his in his day and a Simeone where like they just make it. He The manager kind of does everything. Force exactly. of will. And yeah. And I'm not saying that Ten Hag is definitely that, but he seems like he is at least. Like you see the transfer strategy, it's all him, essentially. You see the way that we're playing on the pitch, the personality of the team right now. Those three things which are crucially important are all in Ten Hag's image. And if he's yep. going to take on this huge load and he looks like a man who who would love to do that, Maybe, maybe we are turning a corner right now, and the lack of strate- strategic nous of the Glazers and and the hierarchy at United maybe can be tape, tapered over a little bit, plastered over by a little bit by yeah. by Tate Hart. Well, we wait and see, but it, I think the signs are positive. And even though today Feels today like was it. a little bit disjointed, the personality got us over the line today. All right, I know you have to run. You're playing football. You you got any scouts watching no. you? Ten Hag going to be there? You likely to make a surprise appearance on Thursday? I mean, no, no. I think, yeah, I think the level's probably just a little bit less than the eighth tier. So, yeah, Zeki right. Fry is... Zeki Fry is... take him in the team. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah probably could be good. Be good on the bench or so. But, yeah, our level is, is terrible, actually. But, hey, get, okay. gets you out. Well, good, good luck with that. Keeps you out and about. Keeps you out of trouble. <laughs> It does. Well, enjoy Thursday. I'm sure. Uh, I think we'll. I feel. I feel I'm feeling good. Feeling good. I, I did look honestly. I don't know whether United can win this one by two goals, and they they will qualify for the next round. But it would be really nice not to have those two games against Barcelona in February. <laughs> yeah. It'd be quite fun. Or Juve with Pogba scoring a winner yeah. or something. I mean, it would be fun, of course. I and mean, there's some quality quality mm. uh, opposition likely, but it's just two extra yes. games. Yeah, exactly. But I'll let cool. you go. Awesome. Win today. United are on the up. Enjoy your football and see you all next week, everyone.